I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome back to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike. And this is Kate. And if you're new here, welcome for the first time. Yes, welcome to the first time. I always say welcome back. You do. You could be new. But, or maybe you're a seasoned member of the Kate and Mike Show pod squad. So we're psyched to come to you today. It is a gorgeous day in Maine. It is warm. It is beautiful out. It is sunshiny. And we're here to talk about women. So if you love women, you are in the right place. But first, should we do a listener shout out? Yes. So, oh, it's something that I found out yesterday, which was super exciting. We'll just start there. We were talking about our podcast yesterday on our team call. Oh, yeah. And we were just talking about like, what does that look like? How do we want to navigate it? You know, what we're our gonna, goals are. For we're going to change the intro song eventually, people. And then we're going to change like the subtitle. And we're getting new art. You know, new art and stuff like that to kind of spruce it up a little bit. We're going to do a, a podcast refresh. Yeah, because as we've been told, our intro song is not necessarily. Uh, it's, we, it could use some work. Um <laughs> Listen, if you're a musician yeah. and you want to uh, craft something, create something, an intro song, I can't say for sure we would use it. But if you wanted to, we're open to receiving that. Yep, definitely. Just putting it out there. Yes, we are. So we can definitely use it. Anyway, but uh, yesterday I went on to iTunes and I looked at the Kate and Mike because I was like, what category are we even in in our podcast? Because iTunes has changed over the years. You used to be able to put like three categories and now they narrowed it down to one. We haven't looked at this for, I don't know, three years, four years. I have no clue. So I found out we're in the management category, which kind of is weird with like Harvest, Harvard Business Journal, et cetera. And we were, so I was like, okay, well, that's cool. And then I looked at all on the category of the business management section. I said, see all. And we were on there. We were like in the top, I don't know, 30 podcasts in the business management on iTunes, which was cool. Which is remarkable given that that's definitely not even the right category. I was, I was really surprised. I was, I was like, like, I don't really think we talk about management. No, it was really exciting. Was uh, exciting. I was like, that's cool. So thank you to all the listeners that are out there. And thanks to Kate for being my co-host. Apparently, we us. have a chart-topping podcast. Oh, I which guess so. We did not know until yesterday, because <laughs> yeah. that's how we roll. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> so we ended up changing the category from management to entrepreneurship. Yes, so we, we will see the rankings. Yeah, the other ones that sound that fit more with our is either marketing or entrepreneurship. So we went with entrepreneurship. Yes, and uh, we'll see what happens. Like maybe we can be a chart-topping podcast in entrepreneurship. Or I think something. we can. I, I feel I, I feel strong. You know, since the beginning of the year, our podcast numbers have more than doubled week over week. Yeah, um, since the end of last year, it's it's really crazy. Oh, it was like, like one they doubled or tripled overnight, and then like one week to the next, and then they've stayed at the high number. Yeah. So thank you to all the new listeners who happen it's, to be here. It still feels it's, like a miracle. People, it's like the hockey stick effect happened. They haven't like doubled over, doubled over, doubled no, over. No, week. no, 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 no. What happened was is they had like, let's just say it was a thousand downloads and That's then not what per was, episode. But... No, it basically went from, what was it? 
It was like about 2,500 downloads per Per, week. Per week. For all podcast episodes. And now we're averaging closer to to 8,000 to 9,000 downloads per per week. So that like tripled. Across all episodes. And it's just like out of wow. this happened just out of the blue so anyway welcome to all the new listeners who happen to be here so we're just going to dive into the first we're going to talk about a, a variety of things today in the support of women on the podcast one of them is we're going to start with a comment that came in on our reviews but first we're going to before we get to that i'm going to read the latest review this is from liliana l-i-l-i-y-a is that right do you need to see it? Well, I don't know that you just said that correctly. Where? Uh, right here, where my f- finger L- is. Lilia. Lilia. I mean, it kind of looks like Liliana too. Okay, there, except Lilia. That there's no N. Oh, that's true. Okay, Lilia. <laughs> Sorry, Lilia. But you're also it's your title was my favorite podcast, obnoxiouslyhealthy.org. I like the self-promotion right there. I hope that's your website. I'm sure it is. <laughs> because... And it's great. Obnoxiously healthy. That's funny. Yeah, that's great. This is my absolute favorite podcast. You guys managed to make my business joyful and fun. I love your chemistry and authenticity. I first met Kate at a sauna event in Seattle years ago wow. and have been following you since. Last from the past. Yes. I think I was there at that Probably. Seattle event. Yeah. Um, Seattle? Seattle, yeah. It's remember we had, I remember it was in kind of that yes. event space. Yep. I remember now. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we saw Nancy yep. Reed when we were there yeah. and we hung out, we went to the market. Yeah, yeah that was fun. Oh, before the children. <laughs> All those adventures. <laughs> Have you been following, or let's see, let me, I already read that. Thank you for being you and Mike, thank you for supporting her all this time. I'm curious to see what Mike's purpose reveals itself to be and wishing you all the best with it. Thank you. I loved your last episode. It was helpful because I got to see a broader definition of feminism and not just man-hating, quote unquote. That always popped into my head. So thank you. And human design part of it was particularly exciting to me since I'm also a manifesting generator with a sacral authority. Sacral. Sacral authority. Question. Have you checked your kids' charts yet? It was super helpful to me since my eight-year-old daughter is a projector. I'm a very sensitive one. It made all the difference to me because now I understand her better, especially when it comes to energy levels and doing work for her. It made parenting easier for me in a sense that I know how to work with her better. I'm more prepared and patient. I love the Do Less book and the planner and keep recommending them to women I know. Thank you for bringing laughter and giggles into my day. Seriously, you guys make me laugh every single episode. Thanks, Lilia. That's amazing. Thank you so much. To answer your question, we did pull off our girls' charts mm-hmm. and... Penelope is a manifester. Mm-hmm. And I think Ruby is either a generator or a manifesting generator. And I need to go back and look. Yeah, they're on our kitchen counter. Yeah, we're going to so. be... I I know like... You know, I've, I've barely scratched the surface on human design, but I am finding it fascinating. Yeah. I actually have a human design reading coming up. Yeah. Very cool. Pretty soon. So we'll, this to me is, it was a fascinating thing just to discover. So we're very early on, but I look forward to diving in more. Thank you so much. Why don't we read one more podcast? One more review while we're here. Okay. Okay. Love this podcast. This is by KG underscore flow. I so enjoy this podcast. It's delightful mix of business, spiritual, spirit. Oh my goodness. Spirituality and life. 
Look at that. Mike can pronounce words. You two are so relaxed and real and are both officially friends in my head. I feel I love that. I, I love that. I feel like I know you and love hearing your advice and tips. You're amazingly open to things and thoughtful. It's true joy to listen to this podcast. And somehow this is the only podcast I'm able to consistently listen to and enjoy. Keep up the amazing work and service. Well, thank you very much. KG underscore flow and obnoxiously healthy dot org. You too can write into anybody if we've ever read your episode recently. You mean your review. Your review. You can write into Mike J. Watts on Instagram. Send me your mailing address and we'll put you something special in the mail for you. Thank you. Amazing. All right. So we did get... Oh, I just wanted to say before we dive in that this episode is in honor of the upcoming paperback release of mm-hmm. Do Less. It is being released on April 7th, but you can pre-order the paperback now wherever you pre-order books. You can head over to katenorthup.com forward slash book for all the info there. If you pre-order the paperback, you can be part of my four-week virtual Do Less book club, which I'm really excited about. That's happening in the month of April. And that includes live sessions, well, live virtual sessions with me. And the reason you might want to pre-order the paperback, even if you already got the audio version or you already got the hardcover version or the Kindle version, is because it is completely revised and updated with a brand new subtitle. So the new subtitle is A Revolutionary Approach to Time and Energy Management for Ambitious Women instead of for Busy Moms. And I'm going to talk about in this episode why I put in all the energy and time to revise a book that had only come out six months earlier because it was a lot of work and it was worth it. And this episode is kind of about why, but there's a larger context to the episode. So do we want to just go into that now? Sure. We like can go what, into it now. Yeah. What, what, this topic will probably come It'll up. It'll probably throughout. come up. Yeah. Okay, great. So the basically the story of, you know, because most people who revise their books, it happens like years after the first version was published because there's new research or new data or, you know, there's been a significant amount of feedback from readers and they want to add new chapters or go deeper. I know that Tim Ferriss had a revised version of the four hour work week. My mom has revised women's bodies, women's wisdom, the wisdom of menopause and mother daughter wisdom like 800 million times I swear every year she's like i'm revising the you know whatever so she just keeps <laughs> rewriting those puppies because she's committed to well but she, she's committed to keeping things right. current and research she's a changes. researcher and research changes because the science is never settled and anyway so I know Profit First, the version we have is a revised version that Mike Michalowicz wrote. So anyway, lots of books are revised. So if you are buying a book, always make sure that you are buying the most recent version of it. And I basically, when I wrote Do Less, I originally wrote it with mothers in mind. And then as we were getting ready to turn in the last, the final edits, I said to my publishers, we had gone back and forth several times about like, 
Should it be geared towards moms? Should it be for all women? Should it be geared towards moms? Should it be for all women? And what ended up happening is, if you've been in the pod squad for a while, you kind of know that 2018 was an extremely difficult year for me and Mike and our family and our company. And that is the the year I was doing the final edits for the first version of Do Less. And the final edits were due and... I had a four-week-old baby. I had pretty profound birth injuries from pushing out a baby with a hundredth percentile head size vaginally as a VBAC without any meds in 44 minutes while my OB was threatening to wheel me in for a (laughs) C-section. That was amazing. Anyway, there was some fallout from that. And so I couldn't really sit down for a really long time. And it wasn't until later that somebody told me during an exam that it, it appeared as though I had a third degree tear, whereas my OB told me it was no big deal. But it was really helpful to know that because it explained why I was having so so much trouble sitting down for weeks after giving birth. And I had a postpartum hemorrhage. So my iron was low, like so tired. And then Mike... What was happening with you at that time? Dude, I was kicking back on the beach, just enjoying life. No, just kidding. This is what was happening with me is my skin was breaking out like crazy. Yeah. So Mike was covered in a full body itchy rash. It wasn't at its worst during this time, but it was bad. You were in a lot of. Yeah, it got worse during the later in the year, but in October, but in April, May, June, July, it was all the same. Yeah. I remember us just sitting on the couch down here with this new baby like watching a movie and just being like what are we doing what is what is happening here mm-hmm. you know just trying to get through the day yeah so we had ruby she was four weeks old we had penelope she was two and a half she was also deciding that she was going to be potty trained at that time and i said to my publisher one last time hey like i'm still not sure about this subtitle and they said well if you want to change the subtitle and make it inclusive of all women there's some parts in this book that are going to have to be rewritten. And looking at my life as it was in that moment, I just was like, I can't. And so I decided to do less and I decided to publish it as it was. And I 100% believed in the book and I knew it would apply to all women, but I just, they were not willing to put the subtitle on the book that didn't call out moms given the way I wrote the book. And I was not willing at that time to go through and revise it because it would have put me over the edge. And so we published the book that I was very proud of while still there was a part of me saying like, I don't like this subtitle, but we went for it and the book did great. And, you know, we way more than surpassed our sales goals. And it's been an awesome year since the book came out. And... A couple months after Do Less came out, I emailed my publisher back and I was like, hey, guys, so let's talk about that subtitle again. (laughs) I'm sure that they love getting emails from me. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you what, people, (laughs) like a good lesson in life is, I'll say, rephrase it. A good lesson we have learned in life is persistence pays off. Oh, baby. So when it comes to your book publisher, you know, you continually follow up to get what you actually want. You know, it's like when it comes to anything in life, it's like if you really want something, you got to go get it. Right. And you just it's I think, yes, yeah, that's just an extreme probably way. But I would say 
Yeah. How would you rephrase it? I would say that we need to use a combination of going after what we want in an active sense and then also using our egg wisdom Mm -hmm. and magnetizing powers to also attract what we want. So I always, every week, I make a list on the universe's to-do list of things that I want the universe to help me with. And then I also send emails and make phone calls. Right. Correct. it's both. Yes. It's totally both. Okay. Anyway, so I emailed them again and I was like, how about we change the subtitle? (laughs) And they were like, okay, let me, you know, they talked about it, blah, blah, blah. They came back and they said, actually, we think that's a great idea. However, for the paperback release, however, the book will need to be revised. And I was like, I am here for it because it was 2019. We no longer had a newborn. Mike was healed. I have you know, definitely generally healed from my birth injuries. We're like on solid ground and I felt like I had the bandwidth. So this is just a reminder that we all have seasons in life. And, you know, I watched a girlfriend of mine launch a book six months after I did, or let's say five months after I did. And it was like full court press. And I would be lying if I didn't say. What do you mean full court press? Meaning like pulled out all the stops, did all the things. And it was gorgeous to watch. And I was like, I would be lying if I told you that it didn't trigger me. It did. I was simultaneously overjoyed for her and really felt like, God, I wish I could have done some of those things. But I really had to come back to, we can only do what we can do based on the season we are in. And when we really begin to look cyclically at our lives, at our businesses, at our projects, we really can see there is a season for everything. You know, that song, to everything turn, turn, there is a season turn, turn, and the time to every purpose under heaven, something like that. And I think that's a biblical passage also. Anywho, so we just have to really remember that. And as I sat in this person's book launch event, I really had to like be saying sweet words to my inner girl to just be like, honey, you really did the best you could given the season you were in. But then I was in a new season and it was time it was time to revise and time to come out fresh. And when I was going back and forth internally before I decided to reach out to my publisher, What happened is I was on the call with my coach at the time, an incredible woman named Ann Davin, and I was talking to her about this decision to revise the book and change the subtitle, and she was asking me questions about it, and she is a woman who has chosen not to have children. And as I was talking to her, I was just, I got really emotional, and I got choked up talking about all of the places in our culture where women are judged or shamed for the choices that we make with our bodies, whether it's to procreate, whether it's what we wear, whether it's to, you know, carry through a pregnancy, whether it is our weight, you know, there's like so many different things where we're either shamed or judged for choices we've made with our body or choices we haven't been able to make. Because I also have friends who did want children and were not able to have them have biological children 
and, you know, made different choices there. And I just did not want my book to be another place where a woman felt excluded or judged based on her parental status. So that came through really strong, like really, really strong. And also I had heard from so many people who were like, I'm not a mom, but your book totally resonated with me. And so I just thought, well, I don't want people to see the subtitle and not pick up this book, given the fact that there's literally not one thing that I suggest in here that wouldn't apply to all women. And honestly, most men, because I've also heard from men who are like, I loved this book, you know, and they're definitely not moms, dads and non-dads alike. And so basically, in the interest of and in the stand for inclusivity, I wanted people who need this book to pick it up and I didn't want the subtitle to prevent them from doing so. So, yeah. Mike, do you have, I have another point on this that's kind of unrelated. So do you, is there anything you would want to add in that conversation? This might be the time that we tell the audience that I'm the one that actually writes the books. Put your name. <laughs> yes. Kate Northrup uh, is a pen name. Oh, yeah. Mike Mike is, it's a nom de plume. And <laughs> actually, the, it's Mike writing The guy who can't say obnoxious. <laughs> uh, yeah, funny. Uh, no, I don't have anything. I mean, I didn't make any of these decisions. I didn't write this book. No, but I wasn't there. But you supported 100% of the way. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm here for support on your journey that you're discovering throughout it. Like, there is discussion that goes on, you know, it's like when Kate is thinking and noodling on these things, she does, we do just talk a lot about them. And it is something that we have seen inside of our community about people feel excluded because they're not moms. Well, and we had shifted Origin. Origin came out of the gate, our membership, as... It was the original subtitle or what is it called? Tagline for origin was reimagining motherhood and business. And then in 2018, we decided to change the messaging of origin because I realized there's, again, there's nothing I'm teaching in here. There's nothing in here that only applies to moms. And again, that same thing. I didn't want people who didn't have kids to feel like they weren't welcome. Right. Because there are so many great reasons not to have kids. I can think of so many. (laughs) I won't even get into it. (laughs) But like, bravo for that choice if you've made that choice. And if you haven't, you know, had the freedom to make that choice, you know, also like I really honor that. Every person's journey is so different. And so we had already made that shift. And so it just, it did make it seem, feel like changing the book subtitle made sense. Now, however, I also want to say from a marketing perspective, one might argue that being more specific is better. Mm -hmm. And I often argue that, you know, so like I love specificity in marketing. I love elegance in marketing. I love the clarity of who something is for and who it is not for. However, when I really checked in with my heart and soul and the part of me that is really here for humanity and for the greater awakening of all of us just didn't feel good about having a book that was just for moms. I just didn't. And so maybe it's not as effective marketing wise. I don't care. I mean, because it felt like the right thing to do. Ambitious women though. So that resonates, that's like, that's a category. Right. Like if you're an ambitious woman, you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a question. And the people around you also know. (laughs) 
it's not i don't need to take a a test on one of those quizzes on facebook about am i an ambitious woman or not yeah right, right. totally so so that felt really clear and also still specific right it's not for yeah. all women no. it's for ambitious women or you know men who identify with wanting to incorporate more feminine energy into their lives but i certainly wasn't going to add that to the subtitle because that really i just don't feel like we have great language in english and i don't know possibly there is better language in other languages but like there's not good language in english around inclusivity for gender expression because of course our language was created you know was evolved in a time when there wasn't a conversation around the spectrum of gender identity. Right. So I just, obviously, it gets tricky, but we're doing our best over here. Yeah, so I just wanted to share that story because I think that, you know, somebody might, <laughs> one might wonder, including myself, why would you go through the trouble of revising a book when it just came out six months ago when you didn't have to? The paperback could have just come out as the same book, but I just... Like when I feel like something needs to be done like this, I just have to do it. When it's like the right thing to do in my body, I just have to do it and I trust it and, you know, come hell or high water with the risks, with the rewards. I just trust that it's the right thing to do when it feels when I because I get compelled and then it just is. And then let's talk a little structure for a second. So how (laughs) structure. How long, like, did the process of revising it take longer than you thought? How long was it? Did you think about, like, this, did you think about it for three weeks to be like, I got to revise a book, I got to revise a book, and when you sat down, it was, like, two days instead of what you thought might have been a week? Like, talk to me about that. Yes. So, my creative process is the following. I have a project on my plate. It has a due date. I think about it for weeks. I do nothing about it visibly but i noodle and i'm aware and i'm thinking and i'm like i'm chewing on it internally and then at the very last minute i get it done and it usually doesn't take nearly as long as i thought it was going to now that's my creative process that doesn't have to be anyone else's creative process a lot of people would call that procrastination i do not call it procrastination i'm not putting it off i'm just doing invisible work until the 11th hour. And I'm not talking like, I don't pull all nighters or like, you know, I just, I think I I actually did the revisions. I think they took me a few days, you know, in like, let's say three hour chunks for a few days. I'm a very fast writer. So please don't listen to this and think there's anything wrong with you. If I have friends where it takes them days to write a blog post, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful process. It's different than my process. So please don't compare yourself to me. This just, I'm very slow with other things. Like this morning, Mike, we we needed to drop, we bought a new car. We needed to drop it off at the car fix place. We also needed to drop both of- The mechanic shop. Thank you. We also needed to drop both of our daughters at their two different childcare places. And like, I could not wrap my head around the order of things and who was doing what, which car was going where, how we should do it, which daughter was going where, who was going with who. So I just want you to know, like, I might be a really fast writer, but there are other things that I am not good with. And I told Mike, in the future, just tell me exactly what I should do. 
around a scenario like this because you can't ask me what I think because I'm inherently confused. So <laughs> she was supposed to drop off Penelope, then come pick me up, and then we'd go drop off Ruby. But then she texts me. I was like, where is she? She's been gone a long time. She's like, oh, I'm already dropping Ruby off. I think I forgot to pick you up. Because I got on autopilot. <laughs> like I left Penelope's school and I just drove to Ruby's school. And then I was three quarters of the way to Ruby's school. And I was like, oh, wait, Mike's waiting for me at the... Anyway. It all worked out great. Because then I talked yeah. to our friend Brett, who's got a business, you know, oh, across the street from where the maintenance shop yeah, is. And fine. I got to see a shop for the first time that they just built. So it, it worked. It all worked out. Every, everything was fine. Yeah. But I just like it is not a good idea to think our creative process should look like somebody else. Correct. Yeah. Is basically the point. Yeah. I mean, this here. is a, this is a really great point to bring up because we get in a lot of I think we slow ourselves. I'll speak for myself here. I don't know. You can interpret what I'm about to say for your own well-being. But like we will look at other people or we'll see how other people have achieved success, quote, whatever that means to you. And then we think we have to do it that exact way. And I think it's a good, like, honestly, I think when we're new start, let's say you're listening to this, you're brand new in business. There's a lot of value into looking how someone else created it and not recreating the wheel, right? Like, oh, okay, they did this. So how can I implement those strategies for myself? But as we progress along we're starting to mature. We're starting to, it's just like, I mean, let's talk about children. Like it's the same ball game, right? Like when they come into the world, we're, we were watching that Netflix show, the planet with, with Penelope and Ruby and the animals and the graphics are stunning. And like the baby was being born, like this baby animal and it was being born. And then it's like, can't walk. And then next thing you know, like two weeks later, it's walking and it's like hunting for its own food, et cetera. Right. It's just like, it's as we progress new things in life, it's that process that we go down. And so the way Kate writes, I've never seen anything like it, honestly. Like I'm sure people that work in journalism that have an article due every single day operate very much this way or writing for a magazine or something like that. But from a writer standpoint, we've talked to a lot of writers and some people, some of them really struggle yeah. to write books and to get yeah. them out there. And so they're not doing it wrong and nope. I'm not doing it wrong. Correct. We're doing it differently. Yes. And so... Anyway, so basically, yeah, what happened is I got the all the suggested edits back. Basically, my editor at my publisher highlighted a Word document and basically like highlighted all the areas that she said needed to be fixed. I disagreed with <laughs> with her on some of them, which I noted. I get when it comes to my writing, I get really feisty. Like I do not like it when I have to go back and forth with somebody around and it's not I'm aware it's not righteousness <laughs> it's because I really struggle with going back this is why tapping into the whole cyclical living and cyclical time management has been so powerful for me because I can see how even though I am needing to revise things so like let's say with the project of a book right so the emergence phase, like that springtime energy would be the time of writing the book. And then the ovulation or full moon or visibility summertime energy is the time of publishing the book, for example. And then in this particular example, the culmination autumn kind of energy, waning moon luteal energy is the then revising of the book. 
anytime I'm in that culmination, luteal, waning moon, autumn energy, it is deeply uncomfortable for me. Like I always want to be creating something new. I was born on the first day of spring. Like I am as springtime new beginnings as it gets. But tapping into this cyclical... Wow, I've never even thought about that. Oh, really? Well, my I'm born on September 4th, so that mm. alternates Labor Day sometimes. You are, like the you are right at the cusp of moving from summertime energy, yes. full, you know, full bloom energy, to moving into the waning cycle of completing things and getting done what needs to get done. Yeah. And I think wow. it's be interesting for each of you to think about when were you born and how does that play into the cyclical energy of the year and how does that play into your propensity to want to do different kinds of things because if you want something started you call me if you want something finished you call mike yeah we're a good team yeah anyway back um, to your writing so no i was just saying that it is painful for me and i really like that's why also i did actually do the book revisions in the end when i was in my luteal phase because that's the time i felt like shutting out the world and sitting at my computer by myself, and I was the most focused. So I really try to capitalize on my luteal phase, which is 10 to 14 days before my period starts, because hormonally, I am already primed to buckle down and just like get in there and work on the details. So because I don't like doing those things generally, I try to get them done during the luteal phase. Okay, so you just talked about how you've There's discovered- a lot of things happening right Yeah. Now. So you just discovered uh, people might have to stop rewind. What the heck did she just say? I know I am myself like in my I was like, I'm lost. But talk about <laughs> your like, how did you discover these things? Right. Because I know we wrote the book. You wrote the book on do less. You've had these ideas. But like, let's talk, give people some helpful. Maybe there's something that like, is it just starting looking at starting to tracking certain things? How did I discover what things? Like noticing when you're most productive and when you're not most productive. Well, there's four different kinds of productivity. So you can't really say when you're most productive or not productive. There is one type of productivity that's celebrated by our culture, but it is only one flavor. And there are four flavors of productivity. And I explain this in Do Less, of right. course, which is why you should pre-order the book. That's right. <laughs> KateNorthup.com forward slash book. Pre-order the paperback and then you'll get in on the book club and I will happily answer your questions about how this will work in your life during that four session book club. But basically how it works is that there are these four distinctive energies that happen every month for a woman during her menstrual cycle. They happen every month for all of us based on the lunar phases. They happen every year based on the four seasons and they also happen in every project creatively any creative endeavor you embark on has these four distinct energies they are the rest and reflect energy of winter time or the menstrual phase or the new moon the new beginnings fresh start energy of what i call emergence in project planning springtime waxing moon and the follicular phase in your menstrual cycle 
then the full bloom launch visibility energy of what I call visibility, same energy as the full moon, same energy as ovulation, same energy as summertime, and then the completion, wrap it up, reflect, basically, what do I call it? I can't remember. I have it all in the do less planner. I have these like words at the top of the of, of the top of the weekly planning pages. And the energies are, thank you, Mike, rest and reflect, plan and initiate, connect and be visible and focus and complete. And everything that you need to do fits in one of these Mm -hmm. categories. The problem is our culture only celebrates plan and initiate and connect and be visible. Mm. It does not really give us a whole lot of celebration around rest and reflect. So it is a very subversive thing to honor the fact that rest and reflection is an incredibly productive thing to do. Because when you honor the rest and reflection phase, you go deeper with your ideas, you go deeper with your content, you are able to source your work from a wellspring of wisdom and depth that you cannot access if you're going too fast. And trust me, I only know because of experiencing this. And so it's not about when you're most productive or not, it's about how you're most productive over the different four phases of a project or of your monthly cycle or for men of their daily cycle, actually, because a man will cycle hormonally every 24 hours through these four phases. And if you have no idea what it is that I'm talking about and you want to see a graphic right at the beginning of the Do Less Planner, which you can check out over at katenorthrop.com forward slash planner. And this graphic is is actually right on that page. There's a graphic called There's a Cycle for Everything. And it shows how these four different phases work together. And the planner itself lays it all out. They finally have arrived. Praise the freaking Lord. We got held up because of the coronavirus, which anyway, blah, blah, blah. No, we didn't. It wasn't because no, you customs keep telling didn't people slow that. down. That's what Takesha told me. No, that's not true. The whole process just takes longer I thought than what we thought. Was slower due to the mayhem around the coronavirus. Not that we took... knew. Not that we were told. So I don't. I, I'm I don't... sorry. I had misinformation. Anywho, <laughs> no. you're not going to get coronavirus from the planner. No, by the way. God, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. I just meant that. No, customs no, I, no, no, no. I know what you meant. <laughs> We've had a couple. There's been a couple people that have concerned that they're going to get coronavirus from the planner. So. You're not going to get... First of all, they left way before this outbreak on their boat. We, we're not going to talk about... All, we're not going to talk about the coronavirus. Let's keep moving forward. Okay, so you... <laughs> this is ridiculous. You didn't answer my question, so I'm going to oh. go back to your question. I think that was very helpful. Thank you for breaking it out for everyone, though. But I want to know, how did you discover that you have these four productivity cycles that you're living within? Well, I started studying... Well, so because I'm trying my bottom. Here's what I would like the listener to be able to do. Okay, your paperback book doesn't come out till April 7th. Yeah, right. So there's no do less planners available right now either. No, but if you do go over there, the link is in the show notes. You can get on the wait list and more will be coming in this. Right. So what can someone that's listening right now to be like, oh, I'm interested in this. What's like one thing they can start? Is it start looking at their day? start tracking like is there something they can do right now to just start putting things into play if they're waiting for the paperback book to show up great yes 
You can go over to katenorthup.com forward slash. No, I am. I'm serious, though. I'm serious because I did lay this out. There's a beautiful PDF called the Weekly Planning Ritual Guide that really walks you through the cliffs notes of this process. It is totally free and you can get it over at katenorthup.com forward slash list. Great. We did not plan this, obviously, but I it's it's not like I mean, yes, you could start tracking your cycle if you are a woman who is having a natural, unmedicated, regular-ish cycle. You could start tracking it with an app like Clue and just start noticing how you feel at different times of the month. That would be your, that's your starter. But if you aren't, then I recommend starting to track the moon and you can get a lunar app on your phone and you can also download the lunar phases onto your Google calendar so that it auto populates them. Great. Okay. All right. So great. 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 (laughs) I feel like we've really covered a lot of, I think, I think the answer to my question actually is that this is not, you have to pay attention to yourself. Well, that for sure, right. That's the answer, but it's also, this is not a quick fix. This is not a solution, which I think is fabulous. And this is a lifetime this practice. This is correct. So I feel like that's another way if somebody asks you. So to answer my own question through your voice, this is not a quick fix. This requires a little bit of studying and discovering who I am and who you are, right? To dive a little bit deeper into tracking these things. And I think it's very important to, and it forces us to slow down a little bit. It's good to do that, especially now that the world moves so fast. So, And when you slow down, I really want to impart to you you do get better results. Mm -hmm. Every time Mike and I slow down, our results improve. Yes. On all possible levels, our health results, our relationship gets better. Our relationship with our kids gets better. We make more money. We have a bigger impact. Like it has never failed. It's true. Yeah. Besides that one time we had a hundred meter race with our neighbors. They beat us because we slowed down. If no, you're racing, kidding. slowing down might not work. But <laughs> right. folks, life is not a race. We're, there's literally nowhere to get. We're all just going to die. Yeah. That's the finish line. So what are you going to do in the meantime? Yeah, it's true. I think we've talked enough. I think so too. Great. This was fun. <laughs> Would you like to share like one or two things that you're maybe reading right now that you're really excited about? Let's live them with something like yes. actionable. Actually today, this was told, oh no, last week, this was not planned, but last week. So on the day that this goes live, it will have been a week ago that Glennon Doyle's new book, Untamed comes out for, and I got an advanced copy and it's spectacular, a memoir about trusting ourselves and like becoming the wild versions of who we really are. And the timing of receiving that book at the same time as going public about medical freedom was profound. And I just felt like I'm being guided, like I'm being held. There is something greater at work here that this book would come and I would open it at exactly the time that I needed Glennon to remind me that I was doing the right thing. So I'm pretty into that book right now. I'm also completely obsessed with patriarchy stress disorder. I know I've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. We will have Valerie, Dr. Valerie Rain on the podcast. When is that? When's she coming in? We don't have it scheduled yet. Okay. I just, just well, been, I haven't read it yet. So there's I been wanna, a really big ramp up. <laughs> every, every session with Ross, she gives me more things to, to read. Know. So I got to. Well, you got to read it. And then the yep. other one I'm loving is The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. 
Oh, yeah, that's good. He was on On Being, the podcast On Being. And so I have that downloaded to listen to. Uh-huh. Yeah. With Krista Tippett. Tippert? Yeah. Tippert? Tippet. Tippet. Oh, Tippet. I'm also reading. I am a parallel processor, so I read many things at the same time. I'm listening to the audiobook of Me and White Supremacy by Leila Saad. Phenomenal, important book. Oh, cool. It is a must listen. Her voice is super beautiful, so I'm loving the audio, but I'm also going to get the physical copy because there are journaling prompts. It's a 28 day journey. And so I need the physical copy so that mm-hmm. I can read the journal prompts and come back to them. And it's going to be a book I'll come back to over and over again. Great. How about you, honey? What are you reading? I'm reading Codependency No More because I'm kicking my codependency people. I also am reading Carnell. No. What is the... I remember the title of the book. I don't remember that, so I can't actually share what it is. But I just finished Dan. I'm reading Dan Savage's book called The Commitment. He's hilarious. He's a great writer. Uh, he There was just a chapter last night. And then I just finished his previous book that I don't know the title of off the top of my head, but I love Dan Savage as a writer. But there's a, t- a part in the paragraph last night that says, well, that's a very long story, you know, that he's, he shared this example. He's like, that's a really long story. He's like, well, you're reading my book, so let me just dive in. It's just funny, his communication of how he translates. So that was, that's fabulous. And I was, Rogers told me to start doing the artist way practices. So I'm doing that. I'm also reading this abundance book. So it is highly, I really like this practice. It's a practice of 40 days. The book is literally called the abundance book. It fits in your pocket. John Randolph Price. Yep. Okay, great. And it has a 40 day practice to kind of up level your abundance. And I'm like 23, four days in, but I missed a day during our travels. So I have to start over but I'm just going to finish the 40 days and then do the next 40 days. And that's been very helpful, I would have to say. So there's a, you write out a small passage, I guess you could call it, or one of the chapter section things in the morning. And then you kind of just meditate on it and then you just journal what your thoughts are. So that's been super helpful. And then I'm reading this other one about storytelling that I can't remember the name of either right now. Really great here, people. This is... (laughs) So maybe I should just read one book and then I'll remember the name of it. Yeah, so that's what I'm, that's what's happening in the awesome. book world. That was helpful and not helpful all at the same time. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening in. And hopefully I'll see you for the for the book club in April. How do they get it? Well, I'm about to record the outro to the podcast where I tell them that, so I sort of felt like it would be redundant. Okay, listen right now. It's coming. Hey there, Do Less has been fully revised and updated with a brand new subtitle, which is a revolutionary approach to time and energy management for ambitious women. You can now pre-order this paperback version, which will be out April 7th. But when you pre-order it by April 6th, you will get access to a four week virtual live book club with me the author. So all you need to do is go over to katenorthup.com forward slash book. You also get five other incredible bonuses, but that's how you can pre-order and get in on the book club. katenorthup.com forward slash book.